0: Hello and welcome to episode two hundred and two of the Enough Podcast. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined as always by Mr. Patrick Roan. Hi Pat.
1: Hey, two oh two. Two oh two. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of talking.
0: Indeed. <laughs>
1: I'm in a I'm in a mood today. Yeah? It might be the heat. I'm crazy from the heat, as uh as uh Diamond Dave would say. Um uh for for you international and English listeners, that's a Van Halen reference. Um not to be confused with their later iterations. Diamond Dave is David Lee Roth, uh the original lead singer and uh and in my mind the star Van Halen. But that's just me.
0: We we do have uh we do have music here. Well,
1: I'm I'm aware that you have music, but I mean, you know, when we had the Van Halen going, you guys were like stuck in some music wasteland. Um, uh, luckily, you came out of it somewhere around uh, early '90s. But you know, there was a period there between—I don't know—the the late '70s and uh, and really the mid '80s where it was just—it was a dark time for you guys over there, man. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. Is that I'm just praying. after we
0: gave you the what, arguably the best band of all time? <laughs> zeppelin i was gonna say the beatles but yeah sure <laughs> yeah take but you pick. gave us the beatles just then take you your gave
1: pick. us zeppelin then then you the who? You, you know you, you gave us the who Pink Sabbath, Floyd? the stones i mean you were just cranking out like the best rock and roll music on the planet and then poof um,
0: then you were giving us like toll yeah, but then, <laughs> all right, we we took a break for a while, and then we gave you bands like Oasis.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Early '90s, and Come now on, you again,
0: back. Um, again in like the 2000s, potentially two of the biggest bands um, of the recent of recent times: Coldplay and Mumford and Sons. Oh,
1: how could you even how could you say that phrase without Radiohead being one of those two?
0: I'm not a big Radiohead fan, but yes, sure. <sighs>
1: Michael, this is the reason why we can't talk about music on the shelf. I'm seeing,
0: I am seeing Mumford and Sons again soon in the Olympic Stadium.
1: Oh man, really? Mm
0: -hmm. Vampire Weekend is supporting.
1: Jeez, that's going to be a great show. Mm
0: -hmm. In the summer. Oh,
1: that's going to be great. Now, there's a lot of Mumford and Sons haters. Like they, they suffered like a backlash after their second album. Because everyone's like, "Oh, it's just the same stuff. It's the same shtick. Like anyone could Like all their songs sound the same, and and all this
0: stuff." Come on, people that say that. I mean, obviously they're never going to, but they need to see them perform the new stuff live because the new stuff live has an incredible energy to it which mm-hmm. the, the first album does not. And I, I well, loved the album. Well, the, the first stuff album,
1: live had an incredible energy about it. it That's the hard. thing. You
0: have to see them live because yeah. they
1: are an, they're an unbelievable live band.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: I mean, they're, they're, their stuff on album is okay, but it's nothing comparison. Like, you you want to know, like, the most, the, the most rarely listened to Mumford & Sons thing in my house is neither of their albums. It's the... Uh, it's the simulcast of their First Avenue performance here that uh, that a friend of mine uh, recorded and, and dropped on me. Wow. Just fantastic and blows away anything that they've recorded. I
0: yeah. had listened to that, which I also mm-hmm. happened to find, uh, that recording many, <laughs> many, many times. Yeah, for, <laughs> for a very long time, I listened to just that recording because yeah. it is really good. And they have some... Um, they they do some they do have some live albums so you should listen to yeah. those too, but you have to be there anyway. Yeah. So right. we um, have a
1: lot of ground to cover. We got we can't be talking about music. No one turns into. This. We need a music show.
0: Um,
1: Come on, talk to Dan. We need a
0: music show. I mean, I wouldn't be the man for that. I, I really enjoy music, but I don't consider myself an authority but, enough and plus music but, is one of those things it's like religion and politics <laughs> you just shouldn't talk about it <laughs> like you know uh, on on I think yeah last week's episode of the pen addict we had an AMA we, me and Brad ah, yes. did an AMA which is inc- incredible fun um, and people asked that. people asked our desert island discs and uh, we both threw out a couple of bands and all week, you know, me and him have been getting tweets about our music choices. By the way,
1: there's a really great show that you guys have over there on one on one of your four radio stations. Um and uh and it's a podcast too called Desert Island Discs. Yep. Um and it's it's excellent. I've listened to a few of these and they're just wonderful. Is that the, not the, where the, the
0: term the, Desert Island Discs come from? I think it comes from this show. Does it not? Like this show has been around for decades.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think it probably does. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's we cool. should link to it. I, I can find dig up the link I've got if, it. You, if you it's, don't have it. Okay. It's,
0: it's called Desert Island Discs. That's the name of yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. So it'll be in um, the show notes.
1: But the the one with George Michael? Surprisingly good. The the one the one with Annie Lennox. Wonderful. Um, oh, God, there was another one that just kind of blew me away. But, I mean, they don't have just, like, musicians doing this either. They've got, like, Stephen Fry and,
0: you know. So a quick search on um, – Russell Brand and such. Yeah, also yeah, lots of lots of British folk, really. Um, a, a quick search on Wikipedia proves that the term actually did come from um, – That show. That show. It was first broadcast in 1942. No, get out of here. There you go. On. Holy cow, man. So that's what happens right. when you live in a a country as old as mine. We have lots of history.
1: All right. <laughs> so you're going to talk to Dan and uh, and me and Dave, uh, Kalo. We're going to do a music show.
0: We just Van Halen all the time. That's what it be. And the problem with this is <laughs> we'll get CJ on as a guest. <laughs> oh, <God>.
1: CJ Chilvers. <laughs> I feel um, like
0: I want to cut out that that topic there. No, no, no. Okay, real quick. quick. Uh,
1: No, I can cover it in like, in like three minutes. Are you ready?
0: Well, okay. Let me, let me, let me preface it then. So in September, um, I joined a new job and a couple of days after joining the, the new, the new job, um, spoke about how I had two monitors, um, on, on my desk and how productive I felt with it. And I still do actually with the, the work that I do, um, which is, you know, I do a lot of copywriting, Um, and dealing with multiple documents really is is something that I do quite frequently multiple spreadsheets that require copy and pasting between them and having two monitors is a very useful thing for me I don't -hmm. have to flick backwards and forwards um, so often Uh, yeah so I think that having two monitors in my work environment is very very useful I don't really know if it would help me too much in my home environment like I have two screens here Actually, you know what it does. I am telling mm-hmm. an, an actual lie right now because I forget that my Mac Mini with the rec- GarageBand recording is the second monitor. Um, yeah, because I Mini I right. look at that quite frequently to um, check that everything is tickety boot. And on my MacBook Pro, which is in front of me, um, I you know put all the show notes together and and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I I, I use multiple monitors all the time now, and uh, I find it to be much, much better in most, most instances.
1: And, and what I you know, ended up telling you at the time, and I'm going to repeat here, and it's how it ended up on, the, on our list of topics, um, was that there's actual research behind that. Uh, and the, it, it, strangely enough, uh, Microsoft's most valuable division, in, in my humble opinion and not so humble opinion uh, is uh my, their their research arm microsoft research does an incredible amount of very fascinating and interesting work um and um and continues to do so, right? I mean, the idea for for Evernote, for instance, is born out of some of the research that uh, Microsoft was uh, has long been doing at Microsoft Research with life locking. Um, same thing with Google, Google Glass comes somewhat out of that research. Did not um, Evernote
0: come from a product called OneNote? Is that right? No, or is that something else? No
1: one, yeah, OneNote's uh, something else.
0: So, what Evernote was born out of a Microsoft. Yeah, it does have lineage in Microsoft. Um, well, it
1: has lineage in Microsoft Research, and I, I believe if I remember the interview I heard with Phil uh, Libin or Leiben or Liban, i am not sure Libin. how to pronounce his last name—CEO uh, of Evernote was. You know, he he mentioned some of the early. Um, you know some of the early and ongoing projects uh that um are going on uh at microsoft research with long term um long term memory digital memory storage um and that there's a particular researcher who has been for years been working on this project where literally you know like google glasses that's like old news to him, he's been doing. He's had something similar that's been capturing every conversation he has, recording everything he sees. The whole nine yards. Basically, the idea is a, a quantified self uh, sort of project. In any case, I digress. None of this has to do with anything. Here's the deal: Microsoft did the preeminent research on multiple monitors and how it relates to productivity. I put a link to uh, the uh, the first paper that was produced out of that in the show, note, show notes. And what they actually found is that there's a sweet spot for multiple monitors, um, and that's three. And it's three in a fairly specific configuration, or I should say fairly specific usage, with one being straight ahead of you, Two angled off to the, you know, to the side at an angle, you know, facing you, kind of, you know, in that kind of wraparound sort of scenario, Um, with the idea being that one screen is used for communications like email and things like that. That would be the screen to your left, I believe it is. Uh, The screen to your right would support research for what you're working on. That's like the browser you know, um, with Wikipedia, whatever, open, um, you know, notes you might you might have, what have you, that would be on the right-hand screen. But the screen straight in front of you would be the actual thing that you're working on. And that having that actual thing that you're working on in front of you with easy ability to, to you know, kind of catch your, you know, re- refer to your notes and refer to your research and do your research and stuff like that to the right, I might be getting some of this wrong, so please read the paper. And to the left, um, you know, kind of out of the corner of your eye, be able to keep an eye on incoming communications, um, be able to react to anything urgent coming in, um, that that, in fact, is the productivity uh, sweet spot and can improve productivity by like something like 40% on average. Like, just like in a ridiculous amount, right? Um, and, uh, you know, and so the reason I, I I kind of put this out there is because um, I I think that there are a lot of businesses out there. I you know I hear people all the time having to fight to get a second monitor on their desk. You know, or you know, oh, we just don't have the budget for it. We don't have a research for it. <laughs> right? Well, if you can bring a paper like that to your employer and shove it in their face and say, "Look, this will pay for itself in a matter of weeks." this is the reason why you should do it because my productivity will increase by X percent and here's the research behind it, you might have a better chance of getting that uh, second monitor. As a matter of fact, that's uh, kind of what I did at my uh, former employer uh, who was doing that same thing with the, you know, multiple monitors, you give one to one person, they're all going to want it. Great! They're all going to want it and it's going to make them all more productive. We should do that. (laughs) You know? and uh and and you can kind of get past that uh get past that fear and that argument. So there you go Michael that's how you get a third monitor on your desk. You show them that paper.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of have I have a laptop and two screens but they vote uh, for whatever reason uh, Windows 7 will not allow me to use all three of those displays. Wow, really? I just can't get it to work. Um, just can't drive them, huh? Yeah. And understand ladies and jelly spoons um i you know I can see perfectly how I would need to do it um it's not working understand that it might be some janky like
1: windows seven no 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 like
0: uh something that my i t administrator has done
1: uh, i got you okay um that uh, that said I just want to mention real quick that this this works no matter um you know no matter what so like um as far as productivity is concerned having the multiple screens having the ability to you know even just have your communications or your research off on another on another screen um for those of us uh, like who have an 11 inch uh air and maybe an ipad um there's uh programs out there there's a few of them out there air display i believe is one of them but there's Here's some others, uh, where it's a little app that you run on the uh, on the iPad. You run this app on the desktop, and it can share your desktop screen over Wi-Fi. Now, some people say, "Well, it's a little bit laggy and stuff like that." This is not the sort of thing that you're going to want to that you're going to want to set up anyway to like be actively working between the two screens. Boom, boom, boom. What you might want to do is say, "Have your Twitter or your um, or your IM or your." Um, or your email over off onto this second screen while you're using the first screen for actually getting stuff done. And that uh, sort of idea of having this kind of peripheral um, you know, alert system, as it were, off to the other side. So there you go. All of that information. Now I've just not only made you more productive, but made you cost your employer more, which actually is always a good thing.
0: So we're going to talk a little bit about net now. Yeah. Yeah. So... so- what app are you currently currently using? What what is your app.net, app.net, app dot net, app dot net, app, app app of
1: choice? <laughs> um on the iPad and the iPhone I'm using NetBot. And I actually on my eleven inch uh, MacBook Air, use Alpha. I I use I use their web interface. Hmm. Interesting. I, yeah. Why? Why? Um well you know what I did last night? Um, I happened to be on another computer and didn't have uh, any Twitter client at all loaded on that computer, and I needed to peek in um, on Twitter about something. And, uh, and so I actually logged on to the Twitter web interface. How does anyone put up with that? It's pretty bad. It is a jumbled, garbled mess, and every tweet has, is filled with, like, junk and like stuff that you don't need to know and promoted tweets. Oh, how do you put up with that? Oh my gosh. Um and, you know, and then it tells me what other friends these tweets have been like or that they like or pr- pr- I don't this is no. No. But Alpha's not like that. Alpha's nice and clean and and very easy to use and I'm I've just grown accustomed to it on on the desktop. I know that there are now you know, Mac applications out there, Kiwi, I believe being the more popular of them. Uh tried them It's all right.
0: Is it worth saying that Alpha is the name of the web client? Is that worth saying? I guess maybe. Some people Yeah, I think
1: that's kind of what it, at least that's the parlance I've seen it referred to by um I don't know other geeks who I always presume are smarter than me. Um so, so that's uh, what using, I, I you like know? it.
0: So um I well, use uh, Go on what, you, you, you to say No something. I was going to say what about you? I use uh, an app called Robin. Uh, Robin. It's on uh, Android.
1: Oh, that's right. You're on Android.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, I keep forgetting that.
0: Um I really like Robin. It's in active development. Like they they're adding to it all the time. As a lot of Android apps are, I mean, people tend to push them out sooner. That's not a indictment on the app. It's a great app, but it's it's always changing. I really love the u i um they they need to refine their stream marker support, which is which they you know I spoke to those guys, and that's something that they're looking at. but it has one of the nicest u i elements I've seen in any application hmm. um and I've tried that's to helped. take a video of this a couple of times and have failed so you know how a bunch of apps um they have like previews of images. Like mm-hmm. so, for example, like you're scrolling through, um, and it will be like you know, like post, 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 and then there'll be like a and there'll be a post that has an image attached, and and there's like a blank space underneath where you can kind of see some of the image. It like preloads. Yeah, does that make sense?
1: Felix uh, for iOS, Felix as well.
0: does do that. But what yeah. Robin does is, as you are scrolling, it's like imagine that. That slot where the image was was an actual hole in the timeline. And the image was stuck behind it. So as you scroll down... Oh, interesting. You see the image in full. Oh, wow. So you, like, scroll past the image. It's very impressive. Oh, that's really interesting.
1: Interesting. It's it's and so
0: then as you scroll past
1: it and like you get all the way past it, it kind of then goes up with the you know, with that tweet, like it underneath that tweet or
0: it's it's difficult. It doesn't um uh, it doesn't disappear. All it does is as you move down, you've just seen the whole image. Like it, it's it's tough. It's tough yeah, to explain. I, I need to see this. And they don't have a,
1: like some sort of like, you know, Preview video with some hipster and some uh, indie rock uh, plan to
0: show off this feature. Because if not, they're doing it
1: wrong. Apparently, that's that's what you have to do when you have any app.
0: Well, if they're on the iPhone, it's not so much the case
1: on Android. You mean on Android, they actually care about I don't know getting stuff done and not showing you pretty pictures of what you could possibly get done. I'm not
0: getting. I I try my best to stay out of all discussions (laughs) in regards to Android because. (laughs) <laughs> I have a show where I talk about that stuff, and I don't want to be that guy um, what i'm going to do I'm doing it right now. I'm going to attempt to take a video okay. which I will put in the show notes I would um, love
1: to see to see this it sounds it sounds fascinating and i and just by your description, I understand why it's hard to uh why it's hard to describe
0: so i'm I'm going to try and take a video now. As we speak. So people uh-huh. that watch this can know that this video is being taken right now. So you'll have to excuse the, the way that it looks.
1: No problem.
0: Oh, no. I, so, took, I took a photo.
1: So, so, so here's the deal. I tried I tried a couple of other.
0: I have another couple of apps. Sorry. Can I mention? Oh,
1: oh yeah. I'm sorry. Go That's ahead.
0: Okay. Uh, so uh, when I am using the iPhone, I use uh, Repost, which is a very, yeah, very pretty Yeah, the kids app. like that one. And I use Kiwi on the Mac.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the other popular one. I, I don't... I, I tried Repost and I tried Felix just recently, like yesterday. And I, I, they both were deleted off of my phone in uh, probably under three minutes. Why? <laughs> Any app that I have to type more than a few words into has to support landscape. Absolutely has to. Um, I'm, you know, as I've stated before, and as people know, I'm a, a prolific iPhone typer. And the way that I am prolific and able to type, you know, a thousand words or so on my iPhone is in landscape, you know, either side using my thumbs. I can't do that as well or as comfortably in portrait mode. Um, uh, therefore, in portrait, my only solution is to hold with one hand and kind of tap out with one finger. And that just that drives me nuts. It drives me nuts uh, for more than a few words. And so, um, yeah. So the first thing I'm going to do, if you have an app that requires that I type into it at any point, is I'm going to open up the place that I type into and I'm going to turn the phone to the side. And if your app doesn't allow me to type in like that, to type in in landscape mode, it gets voted off the island. It really is that plain and simple. It has to be really compelling for me to use it otherwise. Now there are a few apps on my phone that I occasionally have to type a few more, a few words into that uh, that don't fit that criteria, um, path immediately coming to mind there, but even path. I mean, that's the reason why I'm not typing, you know, 140 character posts in path, right? I'm typing two or three words in, to caption a picture, and that's about it because there's no landscape mode. Really drives me nuts. And well wow, i understand the constraints that a lot of a lot of developers are under especially when you have something that requires a toolbar for certain actions you know like yeah and the what i mean is if you have any of these app net or twitter apps you've got like um you know, the attach a photo button and the hashtag button, and the, you, you know, you have this kind of strip of buttons you kind of have to include. It's kind of part of the experience. And I get that. And I understand that that really only ends up giving you about two lines of vertical space. Guess what? That's okay. That's okay for me. I don't, I need to type easily. I don't necessarily need to read it. I need to write it. And, and so, yeah, I, I I downloaded them both, and I took a look, and I said, "Oh, this is kind of nice, and this is kind of different." And then I f- opened up a compose, and I flipped it over, and nothing happened. Okay, I can't use this. Goodbye. Delete.
0: Okay. Well, everybody has their uh, little foibles. Yeah, they're like,
1: standards. You know, yeah. that's that's my standard. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, and. It's it's sad, right? Because I hear everyone rave, raving about repost, especially right. I, th- I said it right, right? Repost.
0: I think so. R- R- I think riposte? it's like repost, like repost, repost, repost. Is in yeah. like to repost, or maybe yeah, it's like repost, so. as in like riposte. reacting to my repost.
1: Yeah, see, I got that sense just because of the silent e at the end
0: of it. But yeah, it's oh, very well. difficult.
1: Yeah, you know, the, these things should come with pronunciation guides. Um but uh yeah, and I mean I, I would love to give it a shot. I would love to try something out that's different for a while just to just to see. But I'm also disappointed with the shocking lack of iPad ADN clients.
0: Yeah, there just aren't. Like you've got Netbot and then like Zephyr, which I don't understand. And that's it. Yeah,
1: I don't know anyone you who got. actually uses.
0: That's all you have. No more for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't. I don't get it. So I have oh, been well. able to take um, a
0: video of that um, interaction, the UI thing. So that will be in the show notes for people. And we're going to talk. We're going to take a quick break now, and then on the other end of the break, we're going to we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about App.net. And sort of know, good how how we're both using it. So it's been a while. It's been a while, and uh, you are prolific on the service. So on a, on <laughs> on one. I want to know why.
1: Yeah, I kind of am.
0: So let's uh, just take a moment to thank our friends over at squarespace.com who give you everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace provides you with a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. It doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to building websites, you can put something online in just minutes without having to worry about hosting, scaling, or integrating with social services like Twitter and Facebook. Squarespace have beautiful themes. They're really clean. They let your content do all of the talking, and they each font... The each feature responsive web design. <laughs> all of their fantastic templates. They have a drag and drop uh, page building system called Layout Engine. Uh, makes makes building pages on Squarespace really easy and really fun. Everything works just as you expect like in an OS. It's all drag and drop. and You can just choose the types of content that you want and where you want to put them on your pages. It's very, very simple. They have very clean, very simple structure to their sites. Everything is built um, with seo in mind if that's your bag and they have image versioning as well so your images will look great no matter what device they're on they have statistics with their real-time analytics built right into squarespace so you can know who's coming to your site you can even access these on the ios and android apps that they have too 24 7 customer support squarespace commerce which allows you to sell things digital physical goods online inventory management order processing and much, much more. I want you to go and find out more and try this out for yourself. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels at 70 i b e l s. Sign up for a free trial. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan, $20 a month for their limited plan. If you sign up for a year up front, you'll get 20% off this price, and you'll get 25% off if you sign up for two years up front. Don't forget to use the code 70 decibels5, 70 decibels and then the number five. You will not only get an additional ten percent off your offer, off your first order, sorry, it will help support the show too. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Stumbling yeah. over my words a lot today. The news was was difficult.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll have to take a listen. Sorry to hear that.
0: It's okay. I mean, every day I do it now, and most days is absolutely fine. But today was was just a bit stumbly. Hmm. hmm. I'll blame stumbling. I'll blame the the writing of the stories I was reading.
1: <laughs> it's all right. So um
0: so yeah, app.net. Um let me ask I, you so you yeah. you moved over to to a d n um very very early on and you actually left twitter um you don't really seem very active on twitter i'm not um so what's the deal
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh because I'm really active over on a d n um and that's where I choose to be more active um uh uh, matt uh gimmel um had a very interesting piece a while back um well, okay, maybe it wasn't a while back, uh, according to the u r l structure it was uh i think uh on April fifth two thousand thirteen um and we'll link to it in the show notes but I think it mirrors a lot of my own a lot of my own thoughts on it, which is um Number one, I find the quality of conversations to be of a higher level. I think that that is, or I should say, of a better quality. I think that is uh, due in part to the people who are on the service and using the service. Number one. Number two, the fact that they have most have paid for said privilege. Um, And number three that um you know 256 characters allows you to be quite a bit more uh expressive uh you're not uh necessarily thinking about Mm -hmm. okay how can i you know get away with saying as little as i possibly can or feeling the constraint of having to kind of edit out a larger thought or spread it out over two two posts you you can generally get it all done in one um You know, certainly, I think that it's still very kind of lots of early adopterish sort of folks, and you know, certainly a lot of the you know a lot of the people that I was following on Twitter are now also on on App.net, and a lot you know, a lot of the people I was having regular conversations with on Twitter are now on on App.net, and while they may not necessarily be there actively or or rarely, I know that they'll at least, that every couple of days, like someone like yourself, logs in and sees what's gone on, you know, um, and responds to things as needed. So then that's good enough for me. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy it. I still kind of stand by my feelings about Twitter. You know, while I, you know, have come back kind of half-heartedly, you know, I still f- see it as more of a, promotional tool um, and less of a conversation tool. At least it's not the place that I prefer to have the sorts of conversations uh, that I reserve for app.net. If that makes sense.
0: It makes perfect sense. My um, thoughts on app.net have kind of remained the same as they have for a while and in, when was this February um, they were actually, my my exact thoughts were summed up in a post on the app.net blog um, it, it, they, they pulled a couple of posts that I'd put on onto the service along with some quotes from an episode of Bionic um, in which I explain that I, for me, I don't go on app.net and share my comments throughout the day, like Mm -hmm. uh, my silly little jokes about Daft Punk songs and, (laughs) you know, just little things like that. What I use app.net for mainly, I mean, I do some promotional stuff on there, like when we were selling the t-shirts, I put them Mm -hmm. on app.net. I do that primarily because there are some folks that wouldn't see them otherwise and I feel it's unfair and I've had people say to me oh you forgot to tell us about it you know and I don't want to do that because that's that's not cool but I don't cross post I always write two separate posts because I don't believe in cross posting Um, and uh, but the main the main thing that that I use it for is uh, feedback on stuff because the 256-character limit gives people a lot more space, and I think mm-hmm. that that allows people to open up a bit more and be more thoughtful. Um, mm-hmm. And I find if I if I want to get some feedback on something, and um, this is when I was brainstorming a new show idea, um, and also that was one of them, and the other was I was getting some feedback from people about um, how they feel about... Um, pre-recorded and live read ads and mm-hmm. I just wanted to get I didn't actually post either of these things to Twitter I don't think they were just on app.net because I needed the space um, and also I, f- I figured I was going to be getting a lot more um, a, a lot greater responses in all honesty than what was what I would get elsewhere because of that Um, Mm -hmm. And and I was right, I feel. And uh, that's what what I tend to use the service for. I believe, for me, that it is a very valuable tool in getting feedback from people. Um, And, and, you know, getting... Like, Twitter is good for quick questions to be answered, in my opinion. And I can say, oh, what is that app that does X? I'm going to get that response on Twitter. But if I want people to give me their thoughts, then it's uh, it's app.net where I go. And I, I check in. Every day, I read the timeline and I respond to things, but I typically don't have enough to say in the day that I would have timeliney faults to post to two different places, and at the moment, Twitter is still the place that I want to, to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that certainly it doesn't hurt their help. I, I, I wrong words, both. Um that yeah, app dot net is built to be more than just more than just a Twitter clone. Like while certainly that's its kind of primary function right now, it is very clear from both uh Dalton and and you know all the developers working behind the scenes uh, and the API and the kind of interesting things that people are 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 beginning to do with it that they want to be more than that that they want to be a platform that people can build all sorts of things from right from you know kind of the private uh, chat room functions of of patter which is uh, app.net based service and app where um it's kind of like glassboard I guess but using app.net as the back end and I've seen several of the geeks mention that Sean uh, uh, Blanc uh especially talk about using it about uh for kind of the the same way that they use glassboard back the last WWDC that you know at this WWDC they were planning on using using patter uh, and seeing how patter worked out for that. Um, there is someone who just released, I think within the last 24, 48 hours or so, um, like a, you know, kind of file sharing um, service built on app.net using your storage, I would imagine. it's uh, I have the impression that kind of very first, like back of the napkin takeaway I got from it was it was kind of like a you know a, a senduit uh but using app.net or maybe a dropler but using app.net. Does that make sense? I've seen um, a couple of those. Yeah. And so y- y- you know the I like this idea that that app net is a is a platform for which you can build all of these things on top of, right? That it could be almost anything that involves kind of um, peer-to-peer or peer-to-global communication, right? Uh, and, and I, th- I think that, that that has some really interesting um, possibilities uh, and really interesting places people could take that. Um, and it, it's really interesting to see where that's going. Um and I also think to their credit, it doesn't limit them into this box of, oh, it's just a Twitter clone for people with who are rich or something, you know. Whereas rich is defined as, you know, three bucks a month or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, I, I, I think uh yeah, I, I think they've done a pretty good job of of uh shaking off that uh that coat that everyone was trying to hang on them as it were. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm still very active there. I continue to be active there. It's been phenomenally successful for me. Um, and I feel like I've made a lot of new friends that I otherwise wouldn't have made necessarily on Twitter and that I've gotten to know people quite a bit better than I had gotten to know them on Twitter. Um, you know, and part of that is just following less people. Part of that, but a big part of that is just people have more room to communicate and say what they what they want to say. So, so yeah, come join the party. See, this is the point at which we should have like some invitation code to give out or something. Why didn't we talk to them beforehand? We should have.
0: Yeah, you're uh, right. We should have I'll, done
1: that. I'll I'll, I'll I'll see I'll see what we can do for for next week. How about that?
0: Yeah, if you. Just PM Ben. And yeah, he will hook I, I, us up. I I, I I know who to talk to. You know, I I. But actually,
1: uh, it should come from you, being the sure the boss.
0: You know that I was the first person to do that. Yeah. And yeah. it was it went horribly wrong for everyone. <laughs> it was terrible. It was just terrible because <laughs> they they gave the code thing to me like the day after. So when I posted that. Um, you know you can sign up for a, like it's like a couple of 100 free accounts or whatever i posted it in the show notes but then somebody pulled it out of the show notes and tweeted it so then the link was showing up in twitter searches that people were doing and i was getting the worst accounts following me and then like people signing up for multiple accounts it was pretty terrible but
1: mm. well and i think they've ironed out the process quite a bit and i know i i gave some out recently on one of my sites i can't even remember which oh. Um <laughs> or something i can't i don't know in any case i gave some out i'm sure that they would give they would give us more um and uh and we should uh, probably line that up for next week we'll see what we can do
0: yeah sounds good
1: all right brother well we should wrap this one up eh
0: I think so. So uh, on app.net, Patrick is Patrick Rhone, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E. Same on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Same Same on on Twitter. Same on Twitter. (laughs) Um, And we'll be back next week for episode 203. We Um, will. And with that, we'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers.